Coming to you from Studio 77, deep in the heart of Dixie, Gastonia, North Carolina, your Bourbon and Badges podcast, the podcast, Bourbon and Badges. I'm Buck, sitting here with my co-host, Slow Ride. How Dog's got a knife. And How Dog, who who is threatening, I don't know, Harry hey, Carey or something. I've already about cut my finger off one time. I'm not doing it again. Oh. Well, he's opening the bottle, opening the bottle for them to do. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Hey, yeah, we're not alone tonight. We actually got a guest. Hey, welcome to the to the uh, podcast, Paul. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Yes, sir, Paul King, and uh, he's in management with the ABC store where we work here in Gastonia. He's our. I think he's here just to spy on us. <laughs> <laughs> he's assistant manager at the store that the three of us work at. So no, there were there were three of us at the store tonight this morning, right? Waiting three of us. There were three. You, me. Oh, you mean truck day? So, so who's me? Oh, oh yeah. How dog's missing? He was la- yes, he laid was. up till eleven o'clock this morning what, while, while we worked our ass off. What do we have, Paul? Four hundred something cases. What do we have? Um, four hundred and thirty nine. Four hundred thirty nine cases. I woke up about six o'clock thinking, you know, I should probably go in and help those guys. And I thought, nah, yeah, I think I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, we left at twelve. <laughs> yeah, we did leave at twelve. We left at twelve. Yeah. So, Paul, tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. A little, about, a little bit about myself. That's enough. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you showing up. Yeah, man. Okay. Have you guys have a good night. We'll see you later. You have a very suspicious voice, Paul, hey. so I'm, I'm going to say you're probably not from here. And we had to bribe no. him with bourbon for him to come. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think his exact words are, I'm not fucking doing that. You have bourbon? The first thing is, he says, what's it pay? I said, bourbon, I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, brother. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, moved here in 2001. After four years, uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey, moved to Colorado in 97, moved here in 2001, been here for 20 years now. Love it. So uh, now how do you go from New Jersey to Colorado to Gastonia? Well, ever since a little, a little kid, there's a voice <laughs> in the back of my head saying, I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I finally got out and, uh. Uh, seriously, I was really into geography, and I used to look at New Jersey and say, why the hell am I stuck in it? There's this whole world out there. Why am I here? So, sopranos, man. Because Sopranos. Um, but I was originally moving down here, and I went to Colorado on a two-week vacation. I said, well, I'm going to move out there. And then my parents started getting older and decided to come out here. So I was closer, but I wasn't going to New Jersey. So why did you want to leave the Garden State? Um uh, the gardening really wasn't that good. <laughs> I thought I could do better with the soil in Colorado. Well, you know, that kind of surprises all of us in here that the garden state is not very gardeny. Well, you know, Colorado seems like it'd really be, you know, what I see on TV, I haven't been there, but it's going to be really neat. Yeah, we, I've been there. We have, nice. a, we have a co-friend that actually, he still does he still guide? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't, he's, he works for his, There's uh, no humidity. There. No humidity. And it's cold. So if you have, well, it's 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 not as bad as you think. So when it rain, uh, snows, it's a powdery snow. It's not a wet, icy snow. So it's it's the only place I can powdery. I can snow ski. I can't snow ski around here. It's too icy. Well, yeah. of course you can't snow ski here because you're gonna break your neck. You like a half an inches every three years. <laughs> there's gravel out there. Winters, <laughs> the winters really aren't that bad there. I went up there for our buddy's uh, wedding, and I about froze my ass off. 
Well, that's that, that's a, a lot of cold, brother. It was April. It was. That's <laughs> a lot of cold. <laughs> a lot. My ass was bigger than what it is now. <laughs> yeah, I went out there a few years ago and went skiing. It was uh, six degrees. And, really? uh, and that was a little cold. It was a little cold. Well, that, you're, yeah, I think it was Love Valley I went to. Okay. Now, Denver Denver is the mile high city, but you, yes. it's, it's flat as a pancake. When yeah. you get in Denver, it's just it's flat. When you look into uh, when you're looking at the terrain as you're coming into Denver, everything before you get to Denver is as flat as it can be, and then just you know the other side of Denver, it's all just, it's it just the mountains just soar. I lived in Green Mountain. That was the gateway to the Rockies, and was uh, my back porch. I could see the uh, the towers coming off of uh, the Coors Brewery. Oh, oh that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Resolve. Steve, you ever been out there? I have not. I just said that prior to. Steve, have you ever been anywhere other than North Carolina? That's the question. Yeah. Where? South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around. Why, why do you have to pick on me? Let's not pick on Steve. I mean, Steve. You know, I mean, we don't have to do he's the He's scared of flying, you know, but I don't understand why he's so scared of flying. Because I don't have feathers. <laughs> we don't have to do this sober. What are we drinking, Hound Dog? So happens. We're talking about Colorado. We're going to drink a Colorado whiskey. How, hey, what a segue that was. What it was. Yeah, and that was not intentional either. This and this is, is good. This is the best type of whiskey because it's gifted. Good. It is gifted. Qu- uh, Quinny gave us to us. Quinny, we appreciate you uh, giving us this bottle of Thanks, Quinny. Breckenridge whiskey finished in port cask. So it'll be pretty tasty. Oh, yeah. It's a Colorado product. Now, Paul, watch how, how Hound Dog distributes these pours. <laughs> I'll try to do better. <laughs> We get a little dram, and he'll get like uh, almost a full glass. <laughs> he gets more than both of us combined, usually. Now, you do notice on the bottle that they spell ah, oh. whiskey with an you E do in high, Colorado. High, do it again. Did it really? Yes. They're oh. not like the the Japanese. Well, don't got to put be, the it's e got to be better than that. On whiskey, they use the right, right, Y quite, quite, at quite, the end of whiskey. There we go. There we go. That still was not your best. Yeah, I agree. Is that good? Is that that's, better? Oh, that's, oh, I did excellent on that one. All right, uh, Paul, you're our guest. Have you your Glencairn glass, and we'll fill her up. <laughs> I did this makes see, me want to go to I bathroom. I did see Paul's face. <laughs> we have a we have a soundbite of a pour, <laughs> and Paul Paul was looking at the hound dog doing the pour, and it did not match to the. <laughs> it always messes the people. <laughs> he did have kind of a confused look on his face, like. And it's funny we really do do that on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when, when you're 57 years old, you're when you pee, you actually just pour. Now it doesn't. <laughs> All right, thank you, brother. I'm about to go to the bathroom. You keep doing that. <laughs> All right, so um, you got any history on this thing? And Quinny, thank you again, brother. We appreciate. It. He's actually gave us several <laughs> bottles. We, we've. Hound dogs being funny. Uh, I gave Buck a dram. Yeah, an actual dram. That's All good. right, Paul. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, we always have a pre-podcast meeting, and just to refresh your memory, we'll we'll nose this, then we'll taste it, and then we'll grade it zero to ten. Zero being the worst thing in the world, pull it down the toilet. Ten being the best thing in the world. And seven will be a daily drinker. So if it's the best thing in the world, you pour it down your throat instead of the toilet, right? Oh, yeah. You don't share with anybody. We'll, we'll sit here and finish it on uh, on air. 
And then seven, be a daily drinker. You know, my mic I thought was messing up is my chair. My chair's lower than the normal. Did you change it because my chair was lower than normal too? Did you change chairs around or something? I did. I switched chairs with you. I mean, it's a switch back. Yeah. Okay. You, don't, you don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Excuse me. I had to look see who did that. Man. All right. We are all like, I don't know where that, that came from. <laughs> yeah, but look at me. I, well, I didn't do any sound bites. Well, I'm glad I was out that end instead of the other end. Like you were, oh, like, my God. Oh. So we got a story to tell you about that this morning, too. All right. So, uh, you want to know anything about this? You want to go ahead and yeah, go give, ahead us, and, give uh, us a little background. Don't this give us any tasting a, or nosing. Right, but. Gotcha. This is a Breckenridge whiskey pork cast finish. It's a distillery is Breckenridge Distillery, which is in Colorado. It's aged for a minimum of three years and finished in pork cask. Uh, it's 90 proof. The mash bill, 56% corn, 38% rye. Pretty damn high rye. So that's pretty high rye. Yeah. So it's high rye. Yeah, I'm not getting the rye at all on the nose. I'm getting uh, I'm getting vanilla and very sweet. And six percent malted barley. Yeah, on the nose it's kind of like six point seven malted barley. Oh. <laughs> all right. As we all know, it's the same okay, time. So everyone's nose at the same time. So it's all quiet and everybody's going. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul. You got to realize we nose it. Buck dunks his nose. <laughs> Sometimes it actually drips from his nose. Okay, I get um, I'm, I get leather from everything now. I'm getting a little leather. Yeah, I'm getting tad leather. A I lot get, of vanilla. Getting a little flower, kind of a floral scent from it. I'm getting, I'm getting an old baseball glove. That's leather. What leather with oils in it and stuff like that? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Sweat, sweat, oil, <laughs> oil. Yeah, it's, I'm getting leather and a uh, little caramel. <laughs> And some fl- and like some sort of flowers or something. Yeah, I'm getting the flower spray, like that spray that's in the uh, men's room at the uh, potpourri. At the yeah, <laughs> you, you know, after you're done going to the restroom and you got to spray. You know. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's or, um, you getting glade after you've had your flatulence? <laughs> we have to spray about your ass. <laughs> so oh. wait a minute, hound dog, back up. You smell old baseball glove. You've never. Well, you probably haven't. y'all ever played baseball? Yeah. Yeah, but you're saying that you're smelling old. Baseball glove. Grungy old dirty balls. That's <laughs> what you're saying. That's the what's glove. in the, the, glove. What's in the, the glove. glove. The glove. What do you balls. catch? What do you catch a glove with? Your hand. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what do you catch? You catch? You catch balls. You don't catch the glove. I mean, what do you use a glove for? Put it on you catch hand. balls. Yeah, but I, I really get old baseball glove. Oh, really? Oh, yep. Do you get leather at all, Paul? Uh, I get. I I understand where you're coming from. I'm not getting a lot of leather because. From- being a sports guy and had a sporty oh, good store. Yeah, yeah. Was, yes, right yeah. I still have I still have my base my first baseball glove from when I was five, and I have my first baseman's mitt still from when I was eight. And I got my. Uh, so you get the baseball gloves and smell. I know where he's coming from, and I'm going to have to agree with him. Just I know I, I know what he's I know where he's coming from. Well, he just gets it a little bit more than I do. Then, oh, so he's he's like saying old, that he's getting a really strong leather smell. Yeah, yeah. and uh, actually, yeah. it smells like old leather, like a yeah. used That's, baseball yeah. glove. Yeah, you yeah. guys are influencing my thoughts. Now I get it now since <clears throat> you guys have actually set that that mindset. Yep. Now, this is a uh, kind of a medium colored uh, bourbon. I'm fixing to taste it. Yeah, it's good caramel color. Any age statement on that? Yeah. Uh, three years. 
Oh, that rye pops, man, on the on the palate. That rye pops. I didn't get it on the nose, but I'm getting it big time on the palate. I'm I'm, I'm struggling to get my taste because I smelt the leather, and I don't want it. The taste. So like you don't want to taste the leather. I, I don't want to actually. <laughs> you don't want to lick that baseball. I don't want to taste like I'm <laughs> licking an old one of my old baseball gloves because it had <laughs> it had a lot of balls in it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We usually wait till we're you know more than I don't know how far we into the podcast for nah. it goes downhill. <laughs> Initially, I, I get a lot of sweetness on it. Twelve minutes, so I got a lot of sweetness, and then and then it started popping as soon as just a lot of pepper, a lot of pepper. As soon as it got on the backside, I started getting a lot of pepper. Back in, you're exactly right. Nah. You know, exactly. I haven't tasted it yet. You want to know the uh, nose notes? Yes. Oddly muddled. Or muted. I'm sorry, muted. <laughs> Get on it. See, Paul, if I mess up, I hear it for the rest of the podcast. It says the, uh, not only traditional bourbon wheelhouse of aromas, but it took me some time to settle on the scents. But it's a strange mix of wine cellar and tanning salon. First thing I taste is wine. Let's see. Oh, you taste the wine? First thing. First thing I, uh, yeah. So you taste that port wine. Now, do, yes, do, I do. Do you drink wine? Um, I'm wondering because I don't get that at all. I don't drink wine. I was wondering maybe that cause you have that. I prefer to wine. <laughs> you listen to this wine all down the truck. Oh, let me let me for a, for a sidebar. Let me go ahead and say we are not sucking up by having management on the podcast. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, can we have Friday off? <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not uh, in this for a raise. No, we're not doing that. Okay, but since I only worked there one day, so. I get the I get the rye, yeah the rye. I pops, love the rye, man. and actually I get a little bit of sweetness. Do you like sweetness the rye? This is on the front. The rye's now, not as as horrible as I would think it would be. Just refresh our memory, our memories, our fans' uh, uh, memory. Uh, Buck likes the rye. Hound Dog likes the wheat, the real sweet stuff, and I'm more of a barrel, the woody barrel flavor guy. Um, Do you have a preference, Paul? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> you know, burps and farts. They make I'm, make a grown man laugh. It's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna take a few more sips, but I'm, I actually like it. You, you you know what the Chinese say about that? About Americans they say we're crazy. Have we talked about this before. Yeah. See me shut up. No, you can go ahead. Since I already brought it up. Since you brought it up, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Chinese say Americans are crazy because we boil tea to make it hot. Then put tea in to make uh, ice and make it cold. Uh. Put sugar to make it sweet, and then turn around and put lemon to make it sour. Burp, say excuse me, and fart and laugh like hell. <laughs> and all that's true. Yeah, it is very true. All right, you want another palate? Yes. <clears throat> palate says a bit musty, uh, quite dry. I can get the dryness out of it like a dry wine. Um, let's see, barley and sweet notes. Muted, dark red fruit, oak, spice, and that's it. I definitely get the spice out of it. and I, I'm, I get the dryness on the back end, actually. It goes yes, down. I, I agree on the dryness, yeah. yeah. Yep. But I'm digging it because I don't need a cube in it. I'm a cube guy. Yeah, I, I definitely like ice in all my bourbon. So. So then, but I get made fun of when I do so. Well, no, it actually it's not any proof, right? Experts say the best flavor profile for the bourbon is 64 or 64.5% alcohol. 
So you're actually bringing it down to what they say is the best flavor. But now, you know, real man, who don't says that? Sixty-five. You said they alcohol. say that. That's no, 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 no. One hundred twenty proof. No, uh, proof. Uh, so you're saying sixty-five proof. proof? Yeah, sixty-five proof. Okay. Yeah, not AV. Yeah. What proof, proof. is this? Ninety. Uh, Ninety. Oh, sixty-five proof. Ninety. Yeah, about sixty-five proof. Sixty-four point five proof. Uh. Yeah, so throwing ice in it brings it down a little bit. Also, chilling it, you get less flavor flavor profile. Yeah. Let me try this. Uh, so stuff right, distilled water. See how it does. All right, I think it's better. I, I think it's better with distilled water. Actually, did you throw some distilled water? Buck, yeah, did you? I did before I even put the ice in. So. Would you hit me, Reggie, please? How long? Did the distilled water? <laughs> please, thank you. It's a, I can definitely. Fill it up. I definitely have the rye aftertaste um, on it, so I can. It's got some, some rye. For yeah, sure. and it is dry on the end. You're right. It's yeah. just the longer the longer you let it sit, the drier it gets on your on your palate. All right, I'm gonna let that sit for a few minutes. All right. Now, do we want to rate it now? You want to go ahead and hit it with the? No, I'm gonna rate it before I try it with that. All right. Now, before I leave, uh, drive it home. If my eyes are a little bloodshot, you mind if I use that for? Oh, the, <laughs> the fan, the, the drop. Oh, the drop. The drop. Oh, I got Visine in the truck. <laughs> you don't just don't drink it. <laughs> you know that's weird. The people end up dying from drinking that shit. Murder. Two murders. Yeah. yeah. Within within twenty five minutes of each other in North Carolina. North Actual murder. Actual murders. Yeah. What really? Yeah. Of eye drops. Yes. Visine. Yes. The uh, the husband has poison. His wife with uh, in Mount Holly, I think it is. Yeah, with Man, uh, that with is crazy. Uh, Paul, a, I'll be right back, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and also a uh, a wife murdered her husband the same way in uh, Lake Wiley. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. So both of them close to Lake Wiley. Yeah, for, Lake Wiley yeah, is right across the state line. What they do with the eye drops? Just put a little bit in the uh, water or whatever they're drinking. Whatever, you know, what? Yeah, it, drink it, up, Paul. <laughs> Enjoy. Fentanyl, Visine, or something? No, just. Just regular old vines ain't buying the store to put in your eyes. Really? Yeah. That is so crazy. That yeah. stuff will kill you. It will yeah. kill that you. That little dead. bit. It will kill you dead. If you, if but you, now, that's the worst kind of being killed. It's, it's, it's dead. Is it just, it's not just one where you just have like a, a glass of water it, and it's I'm, got some in it, right? I kind of feel like if you took the lid off the bottle and chugged it, you'd die. Really? But they, real, but they did it over a period of time, made them sick as a damn dog, like sicker and sicker and sicker. I say, what if you put it in your eyes? You start crying, and you get a little lip hangs out there, and you cry, and you, you're dead. Will they be able to tell on an autopsy? Yes. Yeah, because their eyes be really clear. <laughs> but still, you skip, I mean, still, I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm going to empty don't, no, don't do this, three bro, bottles don't do of Visine. I'm going to put water in them, okay? <laughs> All right, Paul, this is recorded. <laughs> no, I'm putting water in them. So, don't make us accessories. Nope. Because remember, somebody has to live with me and note to self. <laughs> don't go to Paul's house, ask him for Visine. No, no. <laughs> no, you'll get water. <laughs> or ask for water and get Visine. But, all right, let's, uh, let's rate this book, Buck Galini. Buck? I'm going to give it a 6.5. Really? It's almost a daily drinker for you. I like it. What's the price point on this? Do you mean, oh, it was, uh, it 60, was gifted, wasn't it? It's 60 bucks. It's right, 60 bucks. Yeah. Hound dog, four point five. So you don't really like it very much. Nah, that's not my favorite. What do you think, Paul? Is it because of the high rye? Yeah. What do we have? I that give one? it. 
I give it a six to start. But once we did the drop in it, drop down to a five. I liked it better before we put the before distilled. You put it. Oh, yes. really? Sound like it better with the with the water? Yeah, yeah. Without the water, I'm with you, Hound Dog. Four point five. You know, with it being gift, it's probably like a eight. But <laughs> yes, honey, we appreciate it. we love you for it, brother. And I'm really trying to talk as slow as I possibly can. It ends up as a uh, four point two five. I did that right. It'll sound like you did that right. It don't sound like it. Does. Four point two five, really? Plus. You thought Paul and Buck would brought that so, up a little bit. It's going to be about five, six. So if we both gave him a six, y'all both be getting a four. So. And and let it be known to all our listeners, Hound Dog is using a calculator. <laughs> a calculator. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't have for shit. Well, you got to remember one thing. He ain't nothing but a hound dog. That's right. Crying That's all true. The time. Crying all the time. Five point three. Five point three. Okay. All right. That's better. So it is not a daily drinker. Not according to Bourbon and Badger standards. It is when it's gifted, though. Oh, yeah, it's real good. Thank well, you, Well, you know, yeah, Queen, like three bottles he's given. We still got another bottle over there from him he's, he's given us. We haven't tried. All right, man, so on with the show. So, you know, Paul, one of the things I like about you is, is you know a lot about music. Uh, and you said, you told me one time that you were a, had been, you were a drummer. Yes. I thought you said drunkard. Drummer. Drummer. I misunderstood. Drummer. I understood. I'm sorry. So, I mean, we're, I, mean I was kind of curious as to what's the back, what your background is in music. Do you have, do, were you in a band or I'm, anything, I'm, or were you in the band? With I, the, I'm, I'm, I was in several bands. Uh, I, I, I stepped in shit once. Um, <laughs> well, I'll get to that first. But uh, when I was a kid, was it Bond, I used to, my Bond mother used to have uh, all these pillows that were yellow, orange, Bond, green. Remember the bon 70s? Uh-huh. And I'd bon circle Joseph. myself with them. <laughs> and I would take her knitting needles and I'd watch the monkeys. Hey. Remember the monkeys? And they'd run around. and they, hey, then, they, the then you see them playing their... People say we're monkey around. They'd, go, they'd switch the scenes right quick. They'd be playing their, uh, their yeah. uh, music and then they'd be pushing a bed across the street. So anyway... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mickey. Mickey was my favorite monkey. Pushing a bed across the street was not uh, very attractive to me, so I decided I wanted to go with the drums. So I took my mother's knitting needles, I surrounded myself with the pillows, <laughs> and I used the pillows as drums and used my mom's knitting needles as the sticks. And then, now, how old were you? Twenty. Uh, I started this when I was. <laughs> well, I started this when I was five. But here's the troubling thing, okay? Which my sisters all found very troubling. I used to hear music, and I used to rock back and forth. Banging my head against the sofa. Luckily, so the sofa was soft. And then I, I just, the music was just part of who I was, I guess, as a little kid. And then when I was eight years old, I woke up for Christmas and there was a drum set. No, I'm sorry, seven years old. My, uh, I already had the bongos uh, from my uh, great aunt and then uh, got a drum set when I was seven years old for Christmas. And I just was a self-taught drummer. And the next thing you know, I was getting asked to play in little gigs Play here, play there. Um, and then uh, when I was 23 years old, I got, uh, I was working at a uh, garage door uh, facility. And one of the guys was a sound man for a band called Heart Attack. And uh, this, he said, Hey, our drummer quit and we've got three shows, man. Uh, and, and we need a drummer. I said, Well, where's the three shows? And it was like Garden State Art Center, uh, Man Music Center. No, what state says? Uh, it's New Jersey. It's New Jersey. Uh, so uh, it was for the uh, 
opening up for Twisted Sister for three shows. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. man. I was all in. And I had that long hair and stuff like that. And uh, uh, it, it was really cool. Uh, to, now, the, the Twisted Sister, you met those guys, right? Yes. Dean and, Snyder's cool as hell. He's sober, and everybody thinks they're going to go party with this guy. And he's he's... he's He's, you know, he's, he's well, he's very in good shape. He's, he's very different in person. Very nice man. If, if I remember correctly, you were working one day at the ABC store and you get a text from one of these guys or something. What was that? Um, Am I right? Or, um, let's see. Cause that's how, that's how I knew. That's I, I, I have thing. a lot of numbers. Like I got, you know, uh, uh, a lot of musicians phone numbers because I moved a lot of the stuff out of the freight business, you know, Eric Clapton, uh, uh, uh Richie Sambora, Guys like that uh, moved a lot of their stuff. Uh, that must too cool. And the logistics, uh, all the road stuff. Uh, Theory of a Dead Man, that band, uh, they gave me a a crate full of stuff. Oh, I really? Gave away. Yeah, CDs, shirts, everything. Now, your, your breadth and knowledge of music is always impressive to me because, you know, someone will come on and you're singing it and you know it. And, and it's not like Calvert. Calvert was impressing me this morning. He knew right, a journey he's song. a whole different... He knew, knows covered. Is it slow ride? Okay, slow Steve ride. Was, slow ride knew a journey song, which was impressive to me. <laughs> but yeah, so you uh, know, it's usually, well, I mean, fun. what is your favorite um, genre of music, or or you know, a specific band or something? Well, I'm uh, I actually uh, I'm not a hair band guy, even though I was quasi. Yeah, part you know I was in the the hair band era, but um, uh, my favorite music's real realistically is the '80s mixed in with the '70s. Uh, there's some good '90s stuff. Um, I, I think uh, when you go into politics, which we won't want to do, of music like the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is BS. I'll never go to the Rock. Oh, and Roll I agree with band. that. I agree with that completely. Uh, but uh, I, I love all kinds of music. There's um, uh, uh, Trammell Starks sent me a four disc CD. He does all the Weather Channel music. Remember the music? You ever you ever watched the local <laughs> the Weather Channel music? No, check this out, man. Back in like in the late. Why 80s, don't we know his name? Well, it was like when MTV was out. You know, you it you look at watch it and then have your local forecast and they play. All of a sudden, you can hear this song that sounds like well, this is a real good song, but you only get to hear like thirty seconds of it, thirty five seconds of it. So I looked it up. And I finally found out who did who did most of this music, and it was Shadow Facts and uh, Trammel Starks. And I got a hold of Trammel Starks. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He sent me a four disc CD, one sitting in my truck. He signs oh, them. music. Yeah, it's, it's like, and some of this music you've heard on the uh, on, on the Weather Channel. If you were like me and just watch the Weather song, Channel, good rhythm, <laughs> good rhythm comes out. Hey, well, I was I owned my own lawn landscape business, so I had to watch the weather. And back then, the Weather Channel was actually you know cool because every what sixty every two minutes they would do the local forecast. Nowadays, you got to wait, you know, six oh two, and then they say at six twenty eight, we're going to show you the rest of the regular uh, the oh, forecast. Yeah, exactly you know? right. That's very true. So you're kind of you have kind of eclectic taste, I guess, a little bit more maybe eclectic taste than 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 even Calvert is. I, um, I need to know one thing, Paul. Are you all out of love? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. You have to listen to our back podcast to, to know the oh, story. As much that. as I aggravate you about it, you see, he but probably knows what I'm talking about. I still anyway. write music, and uh, I, I have acoustic. I can suck, it, I, can but I can play music? my own music. Can you read music? Can you read it? 
I'm reading your hat, man. That's music. That that <laughs> name right hat. there. That is. Oh, music. I forgot what I had to put on. <clears throat> but no, actually, I didn't. Have, I'm self-taught. Okay. And uh, yes, I, I I I took music for uh, two years in, in New Jersey, but um, I just felt that I didn't need it because I was self-taught. So you can read. I can read some music. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I was in chords and stuff. Yeah. I was in band in high school, and I played the drums in high school. I got kicked out because I couldn't read music. I, I could, I played everything by ear. I'd listen to what the guy beside me was playing, and I'd play it. How how did you hold the sticks with your ear? <laughs> duct tape works wonders. <laughs> that makes sense. Huh? We duct tape his mouth over there. Music is an is natural. It's a feeling, and it's uh, you have to go through your own personal process to find what what works for you. Just mm-hmm. like bourbon right so yeah, that's like me when i when i got a good bourbon of, when i got kicked out of band we had a uh uh like a end of end of grade what was that thing called like a, a midterm tenor. yeah midterm or end of year grading or whatever and got called to the band director's office he said all right everybody you know they played this had one at a time going there and play this <clears throat> i said not there thinking oh god i can't play music I can't read music what am i gonna do and i listened to it okay i got that then uh, come my turn. He changed it up on he you, didn't he? Ah, I knew it. I knew he said, it. oh, we're not going to do this. And you do this one. I said, yeah, I can't. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, I can't read music. Hey, uh, Brandon, he said, how what, long? If I let you touch me while I get back, can you I'll pass? He said, he said, how long have you been in band? I said, uh, this is coming junior high. This is like the uh, fourth year. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you've never been able to read music? No, sir. Okay, we don't need you in my band. So the question, okay, since you can read music a little bit. So he was the leader of the band. How do you read the music for drums? Well, I'm, I can understand how you could, for, for you could do it for a guitar or something because. Drumming is uh, is a natural ability. You're either born with it or you're not. And it's uh, harder than people think it is. Much I, harder. I, I don't get anybody reading music to play the drums. Reading music for the guitar and doing the notes and I got away from it. That's why I I walked out of the uh, out of school right, for right. music. So but, the, so my question is, how do you read music for drums? Because I mean, Reggie says, okay, there, I mean, I I don't see how you do it. The only thing I see is you got you got clefs here, so you, you got chords and stuff. But how do you get the beats? I don't get that. How do you get the beats from reading the music? I don't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read music. There's people that read music because it's going to give you four, what four other times what like other that. people are actually going to play, and they read actually off of that and go with that rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like an orchestra. You ever see some of these guys are sitting right. there? Like for me, I used to play the drums and sing, so I'm multitasking. I didn't need a Phil Collins. I, I didn't need any uh, uh, words in front of me or, or a notebook or you know a music book or anything. And I always have to do this. And it always comes back to, but you know, I'm working, in, working. In, do you know who is your excellent drummer? Is it drummer or drumist? Uh, Paul King. Other than Paul King. <laughs> oh, that, that is sucking up. We must have more time off, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Doc Morton. Excellent drummer. Yeah, Doc's <laughs> excellent <laughs> drummer as well. Supposedly. Bill Burr. Bill Burr's played with some really high end name bands. Oh, really? Yeah. So was Will Ferrell. So yeah, I, have I didn't to, know that. I'll have to introduce you to yeah, Bam met, Bam, my buddy. I met, well, you know Bam Bam, don't you? I met him, I think, once. Now, Bam Bam, Bam is the leader great. of uh, Bill Martin. Bam, you know, he's a retired uh, CMPD guy. But he had his, he's had his own band, and uh, they, you know, they, they did quite well. But 
he had to quit touring. He had to quit doing this because he lost his uh, drummer. So well, might have to introduce you to him. You hear the uh, Charlotte band Firehouse? Well, you trying to get rid of Trying to get rid of ABC Store? Uh, found the love of uh, my yeah, lifetime. Yeah. The singer, lead singer, comes into number, store number six, which is the... Ah. Yeah, he's a regular there. Which is a store in, he wanted, in Gastonia. Yeah, but yeah. his number... Um, he asked me to drum for them because they're going to do a little, a, a, a local tour. They want to do the uh, the Carolinas, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And that was before COVID hit and everything. And I think I only saw him once since then. But I so Firehouse is still touring. Uh, they're working on it. I don't you wow. know. And they make a great sub. What's that? They make a great sub, too. They do. Yes, they do make a great sub. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I like their hot subs. Yeah, hook and ladder. Oh, yeah, fully involved. That's yeah. excellent. Excellent. All right, move. Uh, I hate to rush on. We're 32 minutes into this, and do we have a name that location winner? We do. You want me to tell what it is? Please do. All right, cool. Share with us, brother. All right, the, uh, the picture that I posted on our Facebook page was named this location. The winner is Kyle Clark. Kyle, really? Oh. Yeah, Kyle Congratulations, Clark. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle is the son of... Carl, yes, yeah, late yeah. Carl, one of our renegade pig brothers has passed away, and before uh, the chapter, Kyle correctly guessed the uh, location. It was Mount Suribachi, Iwo Jima. Oh man, that was my second guess. Yeah, I bet <laughs> somebody <laughs> guessed Goat Island, which is <laughs> which is a little park in the lo- a, in the small town here in Gaston County. That was Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy holds out. Oh, that's, that's a good guess, Ozzy. <laughs> Realistically, that looked like uh, where they um, filmed Castaway with Tom Hanks. Oh, and that's on just an aerial view. It may have been. Back, my guess was Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, I saw just that. Right back I in the here hotel. But uh, thank you, Kyle, for actually listening to our stupidness and uh, and getting it correctly. Speaking right, of Gilligan's Island, uh, Marianne or Ginger? Marianne. Marianne. Oh, he said Ginger earlier today. Uh, Marianne, Marianne on Ginger. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm an end. I'm, I'm sorry. definitely a Marianne guy. I'm definitely a Marianne guy. Oh, so. one more thing before we move on. Because Steve's got the look in his eyes. Steve, <laughs> Steve's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Salute. Thank you, brother. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy 49 birthday, years old. Uh, plus 12. Plus 34. <laughs> be nice. May the 5th be with oh, you. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This, I, you know, we work with a female employee named Joanne. And I'm just looking at the picture that she uh, posted on Yes, Joanne tells me something confidence yesterday about her age. She said, I won't talk to you about it. I'll tell you about it. It's in confidence. Don't tell nobody. I said, all right, it's fine. She tells me her age, which is quite surprising. And then I said, well, since we're sharing it, don't tell nobody, but today's my birthday. And our manager, Rob, was working at that night. She goes, Robin! Robin, Robin. <laughs> I mean, within seconds, it's freaking traitor. Total confidence. Oh yeah, she uh, don't rob a bank with that woman. Look, looking on this picture that uh, Joanne put on there, it kind of looks like you have fallen and you can't get up. <laughs> That's exactly what I told her. I said, "Really? Could you at least told me he's going to take that picture and sucked it in or something?" That's funny. What she said? Can you believe it? Steve's birthday today. You bought a hot dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right buck you got your computer in front of you. you got any news uh what was the news i was going to talk about i can't remember now um, well on our outline it is news according to buck off the cuff yeah so you gotta um, you have to entertain us now what was that 
Y'all seen this thing on Facebook, the uh, Kentucky bourbon test? How many have you had? Get one point for each. I have not. You have not? Well, it looks like this. I'm holding in front of a microphone so our viewers can listen to this. <laughs> yeah. If you look into your, your radio right now. But it's it's got the a shit ton of bourbons on it. A shit ton? A shit ton. A ton of shit. Oh, right. From the south, that means a lot. Yeah, it means a lot. It's like a hose pipe. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of water comes out of the hose pipes. So it's a shit ton of bourbons. I, I never heard of a hose pipe till I came yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to work for a building supplies company, and the assistant manager was from up north. And he comes to me one day and says, Steve, I swear, he says, what's a hose pipe? Somebody said they, want, they, need, they need a 20-foot hose pipe. <laughs> It's a guard hose, dude. You're right. Yep. Well, that's what I was at. I was at it right quick. I was at uh, being from the go north. Ahead, I just met Karen. Go ahead, Paul. Show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just Small met Karen. Show. I'm the only Yankee right. at this party. When you say you met Karen, tell us who Karen is. Karen is my fiance okay. of, uh, I guess, 14 years now, but we've been together for 18 years. But you got to pace yourself. I was just meeting. All her friends, uh, who are of course uh, born and raised here in North you Carolina. You say porn? Oh, born. They, yeah, oh. they were. They all did porn here in North Carolina. They were all born in and raised in North Carolina. So in uh, Southern Bell, two thousand four, one of the guys, uh, his name's Jesse, said to his uh, his uh, girlfriend, said, "Donna, can you get me the hose pop?" I'm just like, <laughs> no, I guess so. Hose pipe. What the hell's up? Who's pipe? He says, he called me an idiot and a couple of other things. Yeah. I said, freaking I said, Yankee. Oh, he said, knows you. I said, that's a garden hose. I said, there's no such thing of a hose pipe. It's a freaking hose pipe. It's a hose pipe. Well I, well, I said to him, I said, hey, I got uh, I got a hose pipe. Sometimes it's a hose and sometimes it's a pipe, but it's not in the dictionary. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, forget it. <laughs> yeah, we've been. But it's all sleep over there. Kentucky bourbon test, give yourself one point for every bourbon that you've tried. There's probably 60 on here, I guess. Well, at least, yeah. Now, how many have you had? 41. Now, for 41. The, 41. For the, what the I figured it'd be more than that, actually. For our listeners, you got your iPad up. What is it? Your it's iPad. iPad up, and there's a large list of bourbons yeah. on the <clears> iPad. He's, he's passing on, around. Look on Facebook. I actually posted it on our Facebook page, which obviously neither one you Fucked yeah, looked I at looked at it earlier. I didn't see it. I just I actually uh, looked at it just a few minutes. Yeah, ago. a few minutes ago. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe okay, I getting back to my to my thing. Uh, let me pose a question to you, Slow Ride. You're in uh, Brownsville, Texas, or uh, say Buffalo, New York, or something, and there are a shitload of missiles come flying across the border and start blowing up your shit. What are you going to do? I'm gonna fire back. Oh no, 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 no! You cannot do that. Yeah, if you because if, I mean you know the, if you push me, I'm pushing back. So the so they have a right to do. So that. you think the Israelis should be firing uh, firing uh, missiles back at the at the uh, Palestinians? Well, I tell you, and, and uh, kind of a sidebar to it, but along the same lines, you know, the guys at work, you know, I used to, at the Oregon State Police Department, I said, if you have to hit somebody. By golly, you let them know a man hit them. You hit them with everything you got, and you let them know that. By golly, you just you just you know you just dealt with a man, and a man's got a hold of you, and that's the way Israel should be. Well, so the here, Palestinians. Here's the problem that, as far as I can see, too, is the fact that uh, the Palestinians hide behind their children, they hide behind their women. 
they hide behind their religion and that you know they'll put their they put all their stuff into churches into or into their synagogue. And you know why? Into, to, to coin a old phrase, it's shocking all to let you know for the you know like the people of the United States and everybody else too. Like, oh no, you're firing back and killing children. And that's the whole reason they do it. So, oh yeah. Um, I mean it is. Um, look, look it, it, to me that is a declaration of war. Correct. Then, yeah, you fire missiles in the United States, you're probably going to get your uh, butt handed to you. You're going to get your ass handed to you. I'll be out there with my AR going. And it's. I'll be. This be me out there with my AR. I'll show you right now. Ready? Lock and load. Yeah, this this is Reggie. Shooting back to all the bad people that trying to. Sounds like you got a lot of guns, brother. And that's just going to the Dairy Queen in Gastonia. Yeah. <laughs> they have the best hot dogs, by the way. Yeah, um, they got good food all around. Uh, how do you got any, I mean, uh, you got, you got anything else to say on, on that? I mean, this, I'll try to keep it brief, but I mean, I, I think it's really hypocritical for people to come out and say that, that, uh, people shooting at you, you're not supposed to defend yourself. See, I have a story about that. When I was in Vice, we was doing a, uh, assistant, a federal agency doing a, a raid, a search warrant on the house. And the agency that was doing a briefing at the police department, they said, well, there's, they're supposed to have guns, firearms in the, uh, this residence. If they start shooting at us, we're going to turn around and leave and come back and regroup and go back. What? Really? Are, ser- yeah. are you serious? Yeah. It's the federal agency telling you this. Yeah. Federal agency saying this. So kind of, you know, I thought, dude, my ass is shooting back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, give a shit what you do. My um, two cents is, um, my mother's side of the family is all Jewish, so uh, we didn't know that part. So we went since it show. goes down through maternal lines, you should be Jewish. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's kind of uh, my my mother's mother, my grandmother, of course, uh, lost six siblings in the ovens. Uh, oh no! Before shit, they no. got it, yeah. My father, my grandfather name his bless uh, her heart bless her heart and there's people there's believe that that, that never Island. happened they think it's just a Damn. yeah it's uh, really heartbreaking and it is it's, heartbreaking it's very heartbreaking and you know what because it's so easy to get along oh it's a lot easier to get along than, it, than it's so easy. You, you think what's the problem is? with life oh it is what's, well, it's not hard it's not difficult or anything hell i get along with buck Hey, brother, have you ever worked with Paul King? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here. Man. I don't even like you guys. <laughs> so, I mean, so you're the offending that the Israel should defend themselves. Oh, yeah, big time. They're, 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 they are like in the worst position of any state, country, anywhere. Anywhere. They're in a bad position over there. And you know what? Let it all hang out when you get shot at by these. Oh, but, yeah. Because but, oh. it's wrong. I'm not going to get into it, but what's going on over there is just completely wrong. Oh, exactly. It's, it's completely wrong. Okay, the other thing I was going to get into was uh, in Florida, we had an issue. I, I guess there's some people being very um, ignorant. Uh, I don't know about ignorant, but there was a 12 and a 14-year-old that were involved in a shootout with the police. Oh, yes. I, um, are you familiar with this? Yes. Uh, give me. Yeah, the, the, the girl got shot. By the cops and people Correct. are raising cane because the cops shot shot a what a fourteen year old female. So, and I looked at so. some pictures of that crime scene, and one officer behind this big giant oak tree, and it is just shot all to pieces. That oak tree saved his life from where these kids are shooting at the cops. 
I don't give a shit how old you are. If you're shooting at me, I'm going to And there's right. a thing, uh, Paul, this thing we call here in Gastonia is called DRT and DOT. DRT <laughs> is dead right there, and DOT is dead over there. You shoot the cops, you'll be DRT. That's right. Uh, the set, I'm, in, in, you know, even in their, def- I'm not even gonna say in their defense, but one of the officers said, uh, "Let's not shoot these kids, man. Let's just hold them off and take our time." One of the cops said, and then the other said, "Well, they're shooting at me." Uh look, you know, we know what we're getting. People say we know what you're getting. You know what you're getting into when you get in that job. So, but I'm, I didn't get into the job to get my ass shot by anybody, whether it be a, a freaking. 30 year old military vet and, or a 12 year old kid. I don't get involved in that to do that. And here's the deal on that buck. And you, I'm sure you guys agree. Paul, and give me, give me uh, your side, you know, not being in law enforcement, but I did, excuse me, right quick. I did run the work release program from the new, new Jersey state police. Uh, did you really? I mean, New Jersey uh, department. Well, of Corrections. Tell us a little about that. Let's just change that for a second. Just bring us some speed on that. Is that what you meant to feel and say? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not where I met him. <laughs> no, I, I was a work lease driver uh, when I was uh, in in 1987, and I got promoted to uh, work release coordinator. Um, and just uh, I drove a uh, unarmed. I was unarmed. I drove a uh, ungated uh, extended van that held 14 inmates and i took them to i i did the scheduling the routing i picked them up six o'clock in the morning and dropped them off till 7 p.m at night i worked about 13 hours a day it was, yeah. it was a cool job um it was good learning experience uh, no wonder you fit so well in with us here yeah <laughs> it's uh it, it was it was a cool job it, there was a lot of bad things that i saw uh, but it just came with the job. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, Paul, one thing that, that aggravates me is in law enforcement, these guys can, I'm sure, agree with me. You know, Reggie Hound Dog's talking about, uh, you know, the feds and, hey, or I didn't say feds. Yeah, that's what it was. It was feds. And it's, hey, maybe, you know, we'll just leave. But if you disagree with them or if you, you know, you do something on your, you know, on our level that we, you know, we shoot back. We do shoot back. and But a lot, go ahead. The, the agents, I'll tell you, the agency that uh, said that had just got off of a uh, a major, 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 major screw up in Waco, Texas. Oh, well, you're dating yourself. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. <clears throat> well, a lot of times come with that is when we do do our job, do it correctly, we get complaints. Yes. See, well, you talk about the uh, the officer down there that shot the shooting at the uh, teens. Florida has a law. The name of it is. Stand your ground law. If you feel like your life is in danger, whether you're a law enforcement officer, citizen, whatever, you have the right to defend yourself with deadly force. That's its own. That is the state law in Florida. Well, I mean, it's only it's only common sense. I mean, I mean, any animal will defend themselves if they're attacked. Any animal, even you know, like a rabbit, will will try to defend itself. And you have the right to defend yourself. It's not a right that's given by the state. It's not a right that's given by some congressman. It's but, a it's a God given or a natural right. But you Florida, have the right to defend yourself. But Florida has put it in the law saying that it's a stand your ground law. Meaning if yeah. you feel like your life is in danger, you can stand well, your you know, ground. Well, you know, stay in North Carolina where we're at, once had a law, if a bad guy breaks in your front door and you have an avenue to escape, you had to leave and give them your castle. 
that's changed. That changed while we were while we were still sworn yeah. officers, to where you basically stand your ground is you, regardless of their mindset, breaking into your house, you could defend your home with deadly force. Right. Agreed. I do it. Yeah. So the only other thing I had was is uh, Doctor Fauci and his, uh, his uh, emails that have been released. Uh, he is uh, pretty much was saying during the whole this whole time that uh, the, the masks aren't, aren't aren't effective in his private emails, his private correspondence. But he's saying to us, "Well, you need to wear you need to mask up. You not might need to wear two or three masks." Oh yeah, so. oh, that, yeah. You, that you got up a point. You've got to keep the lambs, the sheep. In line, that brings up a point. Uh, last night, when the Bobby and I were watching TV, Bobby being your wife, she is. And uh, I asked her, well, Rastard, I think you text me when you got off work. Said, "What's the topic for tomorrow?" Yeah, for our and podcast. I today. couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. And she said, well, "What about this mask thing? <laughs> One day you have to wear it, the next day you don't." Now, does what? Bobby prefer you wear it at home? Yes, all the time. <laughs> as soon as I walk in the door, put your mask on, please, please put it on. <laughs> But uh, it's weird how we can go from one day to the next. You have to wear your mask. You wear your fucking mask. You don't wear your mask. You can't go in the store. Oh, the wait. very next day. Yeah, you know what? Don't worry about that mask. Wait till you come back to the to the ABC store where we work. Oh yeah. Not only the masks are required, we took down the physical barriers. Thank God. So, or Paul, thank, I mean, what thank, is what is your opinion thank, on on thank the whole Paul. Fauci mask thank mandate? Robin. And everything. I never liked uh, Fauci. Um, and if he was smart, he would have talked to Hillary about getting rid of the emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's pro at that. Uh, she's <laughs> good at it. He's talking she's to the curious. wrong people, man. Um, I, I never liked the guy. I never trusted the situation. I have not been vaccinated. I don't trust the vaccination. Um, you know, we live and die by the choices we make in life. And uh, I chose not to get the vaccination. Um, uh I, I don't know what to think, to be honest. W- what's really true, you know, Wuhan, bats, you know. Uh, I think it's going to come out eventually. Yeah, it'll come out eventually. But, yeah, all of a sudden. And the Democrats will just sweep it under the rug. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened. So, no, so what? That fucking Trump is his fault. Yeah, if that's Trump's fault. Yeah. I, I, well, I still think it's a choice. Like, I went in today into two stores, and I put a mask on because I don't. You know, you know, I, th- I think I think it really should be a choice, your personal choice. If you want to wear a mask, by all means, wear a fucking mask. Well, if you don't want to wear a mask, by all means, don't wear a fucking mask. Oh, I agree. And your mask, if I wear a mask, it should protect me from you not wearing a mask. Right. In the mindset of wearing a mask. But that's not what Fauci says. Oh, no, I but agree. But that's what Fauci, Fauci says in his private Pushed car response. Sheep. Well, I'm talking about his um, just being, you know, well, they such a up- hypocrite. When it comes to this, and uh, it really does bug me. Hypocrisy bugs me, and the fact that now the Democrat Party, the media, they are not going to hold him responsible for this crap, and it's bullshit. Well, Buck, let me talk to you about being held responsible. Yeah, seriously, Buck. We and uh, Paul, you don't know about this, but we what we do? We have a pre-podcast meeting sometimes, and we are in the studio, Studio Seventy Seven, where you're at right now. And let me guess, somebody complained on me. They can't hear you too far off the mic. I said, let me guess, somebody complained on me. Somebody complained on Buck. So we're sitting here, and (laughs) you know, Paul, I was once a sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) So she wanted the the lady wanted to complain on Buck. So so you you handled this. I handled a complaint, 
And luckily, I had the mindset to record it. So I'd like to play this complaint. For anybody else who want to complain on Buck, I'm going to play the complaint. Well, maybe I want to hear it first before you can play it. No. <laughs> no. Sit back and listen. Why, why do you have your headphones off, Buck? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear a complaint on me. What the Buck, man? God, I'm All right, so, Hey, buck up and put your bucking headphones yeah, put, on. Yeah, put your uh, three ninety nine, five dollars. Wonder, Wonder you. Woman. Not they were nine dollars, but it was for two. So all right, this lady called in. And, <laughs> I want to get one free. <laughs> lady called in and went like this. Hey guys, I think we got actually got our first complaint today, and uh, she's on uh, the phone, and we got her patched into the soundboard, and uh, she sounded pretty heated earlier. Ma'am, uh, can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Uh, I understand. She ain't complaining on me. She's complaining on Charlie I Brown. Completely. Uh, do you, uh, I'd love to explain. Yes, Sounds ma'am. like one of my morning farts on Thursday. It does. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the smells better. Well, I think it's Buck's fault. Uh, may I explain, please? Yes, ma'am. Well, I certainly apologize. I had no idea that was your daughter. Yes, ma'am. Well, that was. Yeah, but. Well. Yes, ma'am. But, well. Yes. No one should say that about your daughter, even if it is true. May I say one? Yes, no. Yeah. Again, I apologize, man. We, we, uh, we had no idea. Okay. Well, yes, ma'am. Well, I apologize. And I'm sorry. We're about to go, all right? Um, if you have a few more issues. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Again, that was Buck's fault, man. Yes, ma'am. We had no idea it was your daughter. Throw you under the bus. All right. Well, thank you very much. I had to cut her off, and uh, of course she. Oh. <laughs> Let's get back on there. You messing around with cousin Ed's daughter? Yes, I agree that we are. I don't think we're. I don't think we're all assholes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We are that. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Reggie was at once, but. Uh, yes, ma'am. Ma'am, you have a good night, okay? And I apologize, and you won't have it again. And thank you very much, ma'am. I'll have to cut you off. Right, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Good grief. Buck, what did you do? <laughs> All right. So much for complaints. <laughs> so I do have a question for you, Sergeant. Sergeant Calvert. Yeah, I have Is, that for you, brother. You're, you're, I think you'll be good. You'll be all right. Uh, I ain't one more worried about it. But, I mean, uh, when you did to get these complaints, how much like that were they? Were it just. Oh, good gosh. You mean as a re- re- real complaint? Yeah, exactly. As a real complaint. Well, you know, when you get these complaints, you sit there and you let them vent. The big thing, they're wanting the vent. They want somebody to listen while they vent. You just let them do that very thing. You let them just go on and on and on. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Just let them, let them burn themselves out. And they say, okay, well, here is, I looked at the footage of the, of the video cameras. And I tell you, uh, the video cameras is the officer's best friend. Oh yes, and this is what really happened. And you're welcome to come see it if you think that your you know your kid is 
you know, all that you say they are. This is what really happened. And, you know, once they burn themselves out, and you, they just want somebody to listen. You listen to them, and 90% of the complaints will go away right to that. And a lot of times they just apologize. Well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to really complain. If you'll just tell the officer not to, you know, call my young or whatever. Mm, yeah, just, excuse me. Not to call him a dumbass or something. Yeah, just let him let him complain. <laughs> let let him let him burn himself out. Okay, I, I do have a I have a complaint. How would you handle this complaint? Okay, I was uh, I was in a, a place this morning. It might it might not have been an ABC store, <laughs> and the uh, the uh, assistant manager may not may or may not have been present, but he had somebody let a really short fart. We'll just say as far I mean it's flatulence. It's fart. It was really short. It was like. Pfft. Like that, I mean, that was all it was. No, no, it was only a, like a quarter of that. It was a quarter of that, and uh, oh. I, <laughs> that's what I was doing as Buck was uh, running off. Oh my God! Can you tell we have new sound effects? No, I'm not going to say like a butt squeak. <laughs> I'm going to say who it was. He queefed. Was that? Oh my what, gosh! Was that Buck Muck? Because you come walking in and you're like, oh my God, walk oh, into, yeah, a, right a into a wall it. of it. That is cruel and unusual punishment. Oh, oh I agree. I can't believe that happened in that place. Man. Oh, no, I can't man. believe it either. Yes. Let me know who it is when we get off air. And I'll <laughs> well, I'm going to go and say on You'll the air. Care of their I'm going to go say on the air because she does listen. I think it was Robin. <laughs> She's the she's the she's the store manager. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she calls that um uh, what's it she call it? It was hysterical. Uh, uh, your ass. Oh no, no she, your she, ass thinks. Wait, let, let me tell you, she has in her chair. She gonna keep me from saying this on the air. In her chair, she has a round cushion. Looks like a like somebody cut off a piece of pine tree. And she's sitting there one day. She know what's talking about. I said, Robin. She was. It's like somebody crapped a pine tree. <laughs> Did I explain to her? Is that her something that cushion that looked like a pine tree? So, oh, I was, I was, I was doing the smearing off. So I'm putting two cases of smearing offs off, and I, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got the smell of ass, and it definitely wasn't me. And I, and I, somebody else complained too, and I went back in there. I was like, God dang, don't go by the smearing offs. It stinks. And she goes. Robin says, Paul, somebody walked by and dusted you, didn't they? <laughs> oh, I know somebody that got... It's about time. Uh, yeah, because usually you're the one doing the dusting. I know, I know somebody that was uh, actually working in one night and putting up uh, bottles and uh, kind of let one fly like that. Then some lady walked in, <laughs> walked right behind him, Steve. I don't know who Steve is. <laughs> oh well, well hey, we're fifty. We're fifty-eight minutes into this, and we have a read for the night. Oh, yeah, very serious read. We'd like to share share with our listeners, and uh, we meant to do this on a prior podcast. Forgot then too, but gladly we're actually looking at our notes. So, uh, Buck, you requested to do this read because I have practiced this read like forty times. Well, Buck, do you want to do it? No, Buck takes frames. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. It's going to take Buck once. <laughs> Thank you, I'm done. And I mean, I would like to get here before like nine o'clock. Go ahead. I've got to follow up to your 15 year old having sex. Buck, Buck once. <laughs> and a read. Okay, this is for uh, Sleeping yeah. Heavenly Peace. Oh, well, a read, Paul, is an av- is basically an advertisement. Okay. This is for Sleeping Heavenly Peace, uh, which is a 501c organization. It makes and delivers beds to children's age to uh, 3 to 17 who do not have their own bed. 
Uh, it began in 2012 with Luke Mickelson. Uh, he learned from his fellow church members of a family that needed beds for their kids. Uh, what started out as a project in Luke's garage in Twin Falls, Idaho. Idaho. Um, I promise this be a serious read, so we're not, we're not going to touch that. <laughs> to, uh, you made fun of me a while ago when I said that. Uh, to help a uh, child in the community uh, has grown into a international organization with 274 chapters in Isn't four countries. Isn't that crazy? 274 wow. in four countries? Four really? Countries, yeah. They don't say what four countries, but it's... it's can we find all out four what, of them. All four. Is there any way we can find out what four countries? Because we have listeners in for in you you know, all over. You have internet. Uh, Sleeping Heavenly Peace believes that a bed is a basic need for proper physical, emotional, and mental support that a child needs. Uh, too many boys and girls go without a bed or even a pillow to sleep on. Um, Sleeping Heavenly Peace chapters, peace, peace, Sleeping Heavenly Peace chapters um, build twin size beds from scratch. Deliver them to families in need. Uh, each bed includes a brand new uh, mattress, bedding, and pillow. To date, uh, Sleeping Heavenly Peace organization has delivered uh, sixty thousand beds. Good sixty thousand well, beds. That's that means uh, sixty thousand kids are now not sleeping on the floor. Man, that is awesome. SHP has made a difference. Um, there's still a long way to go to the end of child bedlessness. Um. Do we have a kid with a uh, bad story? Yeah, we both read that part. I put that in. <laughs> oh That's the part where, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, <laughs> being cops, how many times you go out and you've seen a kid oh. sleeping? I, I, many, one time, many, many, many times. A kid sleeping on a dog in the floor. Yeah, I've seen them on couches. You see them on the floor, you know, just with just a little video uh, blanket on them. Yeah, man, it's, it's terrible. How many times have we gone out and seen these type things? Well, these chapters are entirely volunteer-run and rely on donations from individuals, um, businesses, and local organizations. Sorry, to, people's time to pony up. Let's go ahead. Exactly, to purchase the bed-making materials and mattresses. Bedding and pillows are also donated by members of the community. Even the beds are built by volunteers in the chapter workshops. Um if you're interested in volunteering or making a financial or betting donation, visit www.shpbeds.org. That's shpbeds.org. And click on Find My Chapter to locate the chapter nearest to you. Uh, the organization's annual Bunks Across America event is coming up on June 12th. June 12th is Hound Dog's birthday. June 12th is Hound Dog's birthday. It is next Saturday. Uh, this is when local chapters across the nation participate in their largest bed building event on a single day. Now's the perfect time to contact your local SHP chapter to see how you can help join the SHP family in their mission of ending child bedlessness. Uh, you can proudly say no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. This is a long read. <laughs> I told you. This and if awesome. you know a family in need of beds for their children, uh, for their kids, um, they are family representative can request a bed at www.shpbeds.org. Click on apply for a bed. Uh, the request will be routed to the closest chapter who will get in touch with the family to arrange a bed delivery. Now I'll also attach the, uh, there, there's a list of ones here in North Carolina. There on the back. Now, there are chapters in uh, Rocky mountain, North Carolina, sand Hills, which is Pinehurst, North Carolina, Indian trail, just close to Charlotte. Um, Mooresville, North Carolina, and in Durham. And with that said, uh, Drew, 
who is the chapter president for Auburn, New York chapter. Uh, dear, dear friend of mine. He, uh, he's a Scotch guy. This whole another story, but, uh, he's of Scotch nationality. Or no, he, drinks, Scotch? he drinks Scotch, okay. but anyway, it's a whole nother story. But anyway, he, uh, he had texted me and I told him he was going to do the reading tonight. He said, awesome. Thanks. Just let your listeners know that they're in dour, dour need of coverners for, why are you laughing? What? What did he say? I said gonna, they're in I, dire need of comforters. Yeah, oh. comforters. Okay. What did you say? How would you say it? I would say comforters. <laughs> you said comforters. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So just, just let your uh, guys know across America that the day all chapters are, are building is July is June the 12th. Why are you laughing? You piss me off. I'm trying to read this. You steal my read, and then you make fun I'm of me. I'm laughing with Pound Dog about something I'm different. following up. Right. Something different. Uh, that June twelfth, they're doing that national build, and they need volunteers. If if you can volunteer your time, come out there and join these people anywhere. Look up on the internet, and you find chapter close to you, and join them in that build. It's from ten a.m. to two p.m., and they're in dire needs of twin comforters, new ones. So if you can donate those or donate some money, please do. And he gives a shout-out. He knows that I'm a member of the Renegade Pigs. He gives a shout-out. How your pig brothers? See if they will step up to the plate and help them out. They work solely off donations. Exactly. So if you're a Renegade Pig out there in the wherever the hell you are, what's upstate New York or down south or wherever, if you can please show some love, please, so show some love and donate to this uh, cause. And anyone else out there, I mean, you look for something where you can make a difference in, in this country, well, this is one thing you'll make a difference. Make the difference. Don't talk about it. Do it. And we'll have Drew uh, on a letter podcast come on. Uh, we'll do a phone review and have him let him know how the stuff turned out as far as the June the 12th national build went. Exactly. Maybe we'll call him next time we're in the studio. Yeah, he's. Uh, we'll do a phone review with him. He's, he's he is cool with that. So we're at one hundred and five. What what do we know about Paul King after this uh, podcast? He's uh, he's very musical. He's talented. <laughs> he can he can fart on demand. <laughs> 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 he continues to load lots of boxes after you guys are gone. Yeah, and regardless, oh gosh, yeah, regardless, he shows up on truck day. Paul's going to be there. <laughs> Regardless, who shows on Truck Day. Yeah. Next week episode will air Monday, June the 14th, 2021. And it's going to be a follow-up from last week's podcast. Uh, with Rod. With no, Was Rod here? No. It's just uh, three of us. and we, we, were, were, we got all fired up at the end of the, of the oh, first podcast. The, uh, and then, yeah, not, and, not saying. A, yeah, okay, okay. And we had listeners request a follow-up on what we were talking about on that day. So listen to that. Uh, Buck and I will be out of state. So Hound Dog said, uh, let's just put that podcast out. Yeah, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Baby. You got a shout out for a uh, pig chapter there, Hound Dog? I do, but before I do that, uh, our friend Chris Lowrance who's biking across America. Oh, yeah. How's Chris? Yeah, Chris how's he's, he's good. He's, uh, from what I can gather, his family has flown out to uh, West uh, Yellowstone to meet him. And they're spending a few days together out there. Man, needs a little rest, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he does. But uh, if anybody can can donate the, to uh, his cause, which is bluehelp.org, please do so. And what that is is they assist in – Tell us again what he's doing. He's biking across America. He started in uh, 
in Washington State and is going to end up in Gastonia, North Carolina on a bicycle. <laughs> bicycle will probably get stolen when he gets here. <laughs> probably will be. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> Chris is to raise awareness for uh, first responders uh, uh, suicide. So if if uh, anybody can donate to uh, bluehelp.org and mention Chris and his Facebook page, it's called um, A Penny for Their Thoughts. So if you can log on to their Facebook page and they will definitely accept you as a uh, as a new member, please do so. All right, cool deal. Paul, any last words, brother? I love Robin. <laughs> good deal. All right. Dang, Paul, that was pretty good. You sound just like slow riding yeah. on that. All um, right. So you got a pig chapter? No, well, you just asked Paul. Oh, wait. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Jeez, man. I thought it was just for looks. <laughs> Something ha- happened with my headphones here. It come unplugged right here. What's Hold that? Up, push yep. it up right here on the side. How's that sound? That sounds better. better. All right. Now that I heard your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, Paul. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on, um, especially since I'm a nobody. Um, <laughs> That's why you fit right, right in with us, Paul. We start careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going places now, brother. You're going places now. Very good group of gentlemen that I, uh, I'm honored to be able to sit with, and I appreciate your uh, you. service um, because it's that's a that's a tough job. Uh, for Did I tell you, I was a sergeant. Yes. All right. I'm just curious. <laughs> All right. Uh, pig shout out, hound dog. I'm sorry, Paul. Were you through? <laughs> Evidently, you work while Steve started talking. Said, I'm done with you guys. All right, man. I'm tired of getting cut off. Uh, Renegade Pig shout out goes to uh, Central Maryland. Central Maryland. Appreciate you guys, and we love hanging out with you when we get to see you. Central Maryland. Thank you, brothers. Hey, be sure to list us on any of our uh, platforms. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us. uh, We appreciate any feedback that you can give us. Well, we're on like 20 different platforms. If you can't find us there, just Google Bourbon and Badges with our, our um He's touching oh, your that's machine. That's why I paused. That's why I paused. <laughs> oh, no, no, touch the soundboard. Hey. You can find us. Uh, I own a third of that soundboard. <laughs> Crank it up. Well, man. you just used it. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google us, you can find us there. We have our own website, Bourbon and Badges. Yeah, list all our, all our maybe, podcasts maybe there. You can email us at bourbonandbadges at yahoo.com. Buck may or may not, although you didn't know how to change the password, we'll check it. Well, you should tell me when you're changing passwords. Let's drink about it and drink responsibly. Yes, sir. Next week, we will be uh, continuing our conversation off script from a prior podcast covering a number of topics and bourbons. All right. Still a a quote from Hill Street Blues. Let's be careful out there, you first responders. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank Thanks, you guys. Bro. Appreciate it. All right, man. Did a good job. Well, shit. I got two CDs that I recorded. Okay. One's 80s a little bit. Need singer. <laughs>